Hey, Dion, what's happening? Nothing. Just trying to keep this sun out of my eyes. It's coming right through the window here, and I cannot get away from it. I cannot position myself to keep that is weird out of my eyes. I'm I'm having kind of the same thing. Not currently, but I'm still seeing sunspots from my kitchen window downstairs when I was quick making a cup of coffee before we did this. Uh, I don't like to be the kind of guy that wears sunglasses, but unfortunately I am. Shades, as the kids say, because uh, I have the green eyes and a little sensitive. But you're, but I hope you're coping, Dion, with your situation. Green eyes or sensitive eyes? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I mean, it sounds good. I mean, they got to be more sensitive than brown. Maybe not as sensitive as blue, right? I mean, I wouldn't know. I don't. I'll tell you what. My experience having green eyes, sensitive, sensitive. You know, you know how like uh, the in, the internet. They have like all these uh, apps and all these sites to have like a, a dark setting. Like it, it's supposed to be easier on your eyes. It like flips the, the font is light and the background is dark and mm-hmm. it's supposed to supposed to help. Yep. I can't stand that. That's worse. Isn't it? Okay. So I'm not the only one that's terrible. And then I, I read, I read that for like 30 seconds and I look away and I see it on a wall. Like it leaves an imprint in my retina. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know I don't know but uh, put on some shades. Where 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 do you stand on shades? Do you, do you think they're quite as uh, douchey? What sunglasses shade? Yeah, I like them. Yeah. I gotta wear them. I have to if I'm outside and the sun is shining. I gotta wear them. It's a necessity. It is. But I always like I said, I feel bad for being the guy that wears shades. I feel like uh, it, people could take it the wrong way. Particularly if I have to wear them indoors, which has to happen sometimes. I'm yeah, I was wearing them indoors in yeah. shades. I was wearing them the other day, similar situation like this. My wife is sitting on the other side of the table in the shade. The sun is coming through the window to the right of me, blinding sun. So I got my sunglasses. And she's like, Why are you that person? I mean, what do you mean? Like, See? You're wearing your you're wearing your sunglasses inside. You're like, you're you're, you're that person. I'm like, no. The sun is right in my eyes right here. I'm wearing the sunglasses. Anybody that's sitting around me sees that I'm being bathed in God's light. So therefore, I need to wear my sunglasses. <laughs> that's true because they are sunglasses, not outdoor glasses. Sunglasses. Sun could happen inside. And, and I guess it's about like I'm almost afraid to ask what kind of shades do you typically gravitate toward yeah, when it I, comes to sunglasses I, do you have well, a thing i do I, I i have oakley i like the oakley sunglasses oh no is is it the multicolor lens wraparound thing yeah it's the wraparound the blades oh. the rainbow you know with the pink no of course oh. no 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 they look, oh. no, no they Dion, look like they Dion. look like kds they, they look like almost like the old kds but a little bigger Got you. Well, well, uh, for for me, it's um, it's a series, and I mean, I think I have about eight or nine pair of literal dollar store Wayfarer shaped shades that I have just all over the place. I'm looking. I have two pair on my desk now. I know I have one in the tray by the back door, one in a tray by the front door. You know, I keep little like uh, entry trays by the door where I throw my stuff when I come in. 
So it's very important to me, Wayfarer shaped, you know, the classic. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. I used to wear those all through throughout high school and college. Those are my, those are my go-to sunglasses, the Wayfarers. Yeah. I, I just, I can't get away from it. I tried, I, I picked up a pair of dollar store um, aviators and my special lady friend thought I looked particularly cute in them. Um, but it, it's, it, it's, it's not me, the aviator. Well, you probably you looked know? up to date rather than wearing the Wayfarers, you know, because Wayfarers were, <laughs> even when I, I was wearing refreshingly, them. Refreshingly yes. only a couple of decades behind. Yeah, so when I was wearing the Wayfarers back in the day, they were still kind of dated, right? I mean, everybody in the 50s wore them. You know, they were the cool hip thing, but they were kind of like retro cool. That's kind of why I wore them. Sure, sure. Um, but now you got the Aviator sunglasses, and they're kind of retro cool now. And so you probably looked up to date. That's why why she commented. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you know, the, the I I like the comfort, and I need glasses too, like glasses, glasses. And I appreciate the comfort of a plastic frame. I don't like a thin metal frame with those two little things that stick into no. the bridge of your nose. No, 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 can't do that. That that eliminates predominantly what uh, the aviator look. Plus, I don't want to look like Joe Biden or a deputized sheriff yeah. walking around with my aviator frames and my canine. Well, dog. that's a little different. Are they? Well, I mean, most most deputized sheriffs don't also have like, you know, Adidas hoodies and, you know, yeah, you could, Levi's look, to, you could look like Rick Ross with the aviators on, you know. Oh, well, dare to dream, dare to dream. And uh, no, I'm a Wayfarer guy and uh, the Wayfarer. Wayfair? What, what is the actual... I hope I'm saying I, I, it right. I think it just falls off at the end. Wayfair. 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 You know. I don't want to have another little bit of ugliness yeah. where, you know, what, what it, we killed off the ShamWow guy by not doing our research. Or, uh, or, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we prematurely killed that guy. But who would have thought he'd still be alive? I mean, in all, in, in all fairness. Oh. It's, that guy was 100 know. miles an hour. And now what? Ninety nine. Yeah. But uh, eh, maybe sixty five. Sixty five. Yeah. Once, I don't know. He wants to press the speed limit. It's sixty five mile in Arizona. He really wants to get to like seventy five or eighty. But he knows when he gets <laughs> that fast that nothing good ever happens. Nothing good ever comes of going fast. It. it, it, it well, he's lived long enough to learn. It, it's funny you mentioned. Uh, Speed signs, speed limit signs. I have a speed limit sign right outside of my front, uh, my front door, pretty much. Little, like, if you're going out my house through the front door, it's just to the right. There's a speed limit sign. And a couple of mornings ago, I woke up to like the 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 pneumatic drilling of a wrench, like the you know whatever it is. I don't know tools. You know what I mean? Like somebody was somebody was removing <laughs> that. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Uh, bright and early in the morning. Anyway, yeah, that would I, be a, Friday. That would be an impact wrench. Impact wrench. That sounds like a thing I once saw. Like uh, maybe it was Harbor Freight. But any, anyway, uh, they're taking down the 25 mile an hour sign and putting up a 20 mile an hour speed limit sign. So uh, I did a little investigating because this piqued my interest. And apparently our fair city of Eugene, Oregon, decided to move all the speed limits on the side streets from 25 to 20 because people weren't obeying the 25 mile an hour speeds. 
So uh, how low is these too new low? Signs. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, are you just going to be a perpetual I, school zone? I mean, which is, which would be nice because now you can actually sit in the road. You can put, you can put your fold out camp chair and then you could see the car coming at like five miles an hour. It's like, Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me get my, my uh, chair and my cigar and I'll pick it all up and I'll move to the sidewalk. And then as he creeps by, you go back into the street. Right. 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 Riding his brake. Yeah. Y- you know, and it's, it's, it, I, I just remember, a time not long ago, I mean, it can't be because it's my youth. And I'm still, I still have some semblance of youth left in me. Don't answer that. You don't have to go there. But I, I remember when streets were dangerous when we were kids. Oh, yeah. And we played in them. And ways. we would scream bloody murder. Look both ways. Don't look at the light. That doesn't mean anything. People are running lights. People are running signs. Don't worry about the speed limit. Nobody's doing it. Don't trust turn signals. Nobody uses them. Everybody would scream bloody murder. Car! Car! And we would run out of the street like our lives depended on it because it did. And now, 20 miles an hour? Cars were different back then. That was big huge hunks of american steel that that, oh, that went for a half a block God bless you had to get out of the yeah. way because it took those cars at least 40 or 50 yards to come to a complete stop right, they didn't have the right. uh, abs the brakes right 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 it, it was somewhere between a hyundai and a freight train yeah in terms of distance needing to stop. Yeah, they got to hit the air. But there weren't a lot of zippy it ones. It takes back then. time to stop those cars. That's that's why you had to be so uh cautious out there. Right. Plus nobody gave a shit. You know? Well, that too. Everybody was busy. But it, it, but so th- I, I read a couple of articles and the theory is the may what the mayor said is they want people to drive twenty-five. They weren't driving 25. They were predominantly driving 30. 30, right. So the math is if we make it 20, we get our 25. You see? So it's like an ongoing negotiation between the signs and the people driving on the roads. Right. Like, uh, you know, I see your 20, but um, my car idles at 20. And I would like not to like ride my brakes. So I'll do 25. And then the sign replies, okay, that's what I wanted in the first place. Cool. But I got switched out to 20. I wonder how much that cost. Oh. To switch all the signs. Probably millions. Just just north of millions. (laughs) (laughs) Of my taxpayer money. God damn. Damn well, it. there's that's, there's gotta that's be, not America. There's got to be one guy to switch out the sign, and another six or eight of them standing around, wagging their finger at the guy that's changing the thing out, telling him what to well, do. Well, you you need a it's a two way street, so you need two flaggers, one on each side. Yep. You need the guy with the impact wrench. You need yep. You need <laughs> you need the orange uh-huh. cone guy. Okay, you need the orange cone guy. Need to impact. You need you need the you need the guy standing around making sure everything's being done. Okay. You know, kind of the hover guy. Yep. I mean, I could easily drive it up to half a dozen guys on the scene at each. I mean, think about it. How many how many speed limit signs are in a town like Eugene? Oh, you you know what? You need the guy with the broom to sweep up the broken nut and bolt that the guy has taken off the sign. That guy needs to be there with a broom. And then one guy holding the the 
dustpan. So you got one guy sweeping, you got one guy holding the dustpan to Ugh. pick up that broken screw and nut. And then it sounds to me like you have a construction and a cleanup crew. So you need not one, but two oh, you supervisors. Have to. You got to have them. You got to right. have them. Oh, man. I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I don't drive an awful lot. So I can't imagine. And when I drive, I drive ridiculously slow, like embarrassingly slow. Always have. Never, never had to worry about getting pulled over. You know, so that confuses me because with as much coffee as you drink, I think you'd be ripping through a neighborhood at like that, like that at 65, 70 miles an hour. No, no, I, uh, I, uh, I, okay. So not too long ago, I have snack train in the backseat and I'm driving and he says, um, what is, what is that? What is that speed limit sign say dead? And I say, uh, I think it was like 40, 45. And he's like, then why are you not going that fast? So his was a call to me to go for me to go faster. Usually you would think a kid, right. Usually you would think a kid is like, slow down. You're scaring me. What's going on here? You know, what are we rocketing around for? He, he want, he apparently had places. Yeah. He wants to get to the five and dime to get himself a, uh, an ice cream cone. And, uh, right. and a, and a uh, fire stick <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a balsa glider, uh, a balsa glider that he can put together and, you know, play within the park across the street. Exactly. Cause that's what kids yeah. do, do these days. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe a new set of models. Yeah, maybe go get a kite with those bloodshot eyes. Remember those kites? Oh God. Yes, I do. I can never, you ever have any luck with kites? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Until until really? they went nose diving from five hundred feet up straight to the ground and shattered in a million pieces, then it was up to either me or my dad or a combination of the both to remake those little wood um, frames in there. And it never turned out Oof. right because they were never like the right weight; they were never the right size, and so it was just all wacky, you know. So, but we weren't near a Seven Eleven because we grew up out in the desert, so. The only time we can ever hmm. get near a Seven Eleven is going back into town again and paying two dollars or three, three whatever it was for the kite, and then uh, we were we were cool. I envy you because I can never get a kite going to the point where I could just chill with it. I, I had to like run like crazy to get it to stay you up. And as soon as like I as soon as I stopped, it was like. I got that nosedive, but I didn't even get high up enough. I would have loved to see that nosedive. That sounds exhilarating. So I'll, that sounds I'll fun. tell you. I mean, again, where I grew up, out in the middle of the desert, it, we, we, we don't get a lot of steady wind. We don't get that coast that coastal wind. So hmm. you really have to work the kite. You, you got to, like, the wind will die. You got to run. Then the wind is really strong, and you got to let out the string. So it's a, it's a constant process of keeping that kite up there. If you're out on the beach and you got that nice – coastal steady 5 10 10 20 mile an hour winds that kite will stay up there for days yes. you don't have to fight it at all you can sit that's in your chair what i've seen and fly a kite on the beach that's actually what i've seen on the beach yeah. i love going to florence yeah. i don't know if you've ever been up florence way old town great spot love it people just like stand there with a kite and it's like super high up it's it's kind of moving but kind of like it it, it just that's like what i think of the kite experience not me sweating, running around trying to avoid power lines and trees yeah. at, at in Marine Park in right. Brooklyn. 
you know, that was, that was no, rough. man, you want to be in the kite business. You want to be a millionaire in the kite world, sell kites in dense populated cities like that. Right. Because you're always going to break them. They're always going to get hung up on a, on a telephone line. They're going to smash into the ground or a side of a building. They're going to shatter and you got to go back and get another kite. Whereas, okay, right. let me tell you, if you, if you were a, a, a kite baron of the West coast, <laughs> you would starve because you would only need one kite on the coast. That's it. It's a light. It's a, it's yeah. The only time you would get another one is if you got bored of looking at the crazy eyes yeah. on that one and you wanted another set of crazy eyes maybe or something, the, or maybe, yeah, maybe if the line snapped and it just uh, kind of made its way out into the ocean and never came back, but then the tide would probably eventually still bring it in and then you can get it, but ain't nobody making money on kites on the coast. Yeah, it's a, I, I don't know. I, and I even, I, I went so far. It, it's such a thing, like flying a kite. Like I, I bought my kid a kite. It was one of those things, like it feels like he needed, like when I got him a skateboard, right. you know, like what, what else? And like these days, like I get him like a game console, you know, if they need that. It, it, but the old school ones, he, and I, I made fun of a set of marbles. He even played marbles a little bit. Marbles? I got him a set of marbles. Get him any? Get him any jacks? No, he's a boy. Well, you know those kind of those kind of cross gender lines. I mean, I know I I would play them when I was a kid. You know, we'd bet. Oh yeah, really? You 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 would get action on uh, on. uh, Oh wow! I was talking about growing up in Vegas area. You know, we'd bet on how many passes you can make, how many jacks you can get in one hand and still hold on to the ball without it bouncing off the jacks and rolling away. Yeah. That was good for a nickel was, or a was, quarter. You know, we used, we used to, we used to shoot quarters, but we never, it, it, it yeah, seemed like a too. gender, gender line with the, with the jacks that the girls did that. And the boys, we were always like, we had like the little blue ball, like, you know, the bouncy ball that you could do whatever with. And we were always, like, slamming it off of something or each other or running after it. Yeah. You know, that was, like, the boy thing to do. Like, more sweating involved, you know. But I don't think I've ever played jacks. Wow. I don't think I've ever played jacks. I played the Chinese jacks. Those are really fun. You know, those are a little different. It's like one ring. It's like many rings around one ring. And then you had to throw one up in the air and then catch one then throw in one up in the air and catch two. It was kind of like the opposite of jacks where you had to bounce it off the ground and then pick up a jack. This you had to throw up in the air, grab a Chinese jack and then catch it, catch the uh, one that you throw up in the air and then keep going that way. Yeah. That was another fun game. Yeah. I, I never even heard of that one. It's a good I, stoop I, game. No, I, I might have to go. Where does one get jacks? I can't believe you get you get them at you get them at the corner store, the Woolworths, the Five and Dime, the you know the the Pete and Eddie's Hardware Store. I don't know. Get it. Like uh, like uh, like the Walmart. Yeah, you, you get them at the Walmart. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah, at the Walmart. Right, right, right where the right where you go for the COVID. No, too. I don't go there. I don't know. Uh, it, you but, can go uh, there. I won't but, go there. Yeah, it's no, no. I'm just, I just want to timestamp this a little bit. But yeah, uh, I, I might have to get jacks. Now I'm interested. You know what game I never loved though? That I, I, I never, I, I either never had it explained to me, or I couldn't believe that was the game. It's another one of those proverbial child games. 
pickup stick. Oh, I love that game too. See, these are all classic. These are all I, classic. They're all those yeah. classic. Yes, the classic, classic, like tried and true. To this day, kids need to be like exposed but to it at least. Even like more the, so, these are stoop games. You can spend hours on the stoop playing these games, and you only need a little part of the stoop to do it. Right, you can still have the other people walk by and not disturb your game, but uh, I, I so pick yeah, up sticks. Great game. What the, what the hell? It's it, it's like it's uh. like a form of Jenga, right? You got to take it out, you know, without moving a piece or out, you know, falling. You got to take the stick out with one other stick not moving, and if it moves, then it's the other guy's game or you know the other guy's turn. It was another great, another great game that you missed out on as a kid. I don't I, and, and I th- I want to say I probably have all these because it's a, it's it's not even like you have to buy them upon further thinking they just kind of arrive like you have a you have a kid or you reach a certain age or you were a certain age you just have like it usually comes in like a combo you know like you have pickup sticks and like maybe like some crappy cheap marbles like it it seems to be like a like a like a like a poor kid kit yeah yeah you know and uh chalk talking about stoop stuff for the hopscotch hopscotch now that's something believe it or not i played a bunch i don't know why i i for for a period of time in my youth i was probably about 11 i played a lot of hopscotch and i double dutched Hmm. yes See those, yeah, those games yes. went on in my school, and I mean, I would occasionally hop the scotch, um, but the double dutch thing, I just I couldn't do. I, I, it was it was hard to do. I could do one rope, but once they get that other rope in there, I mean, I no, no. I, I think I think I was so surprised I could do it that I did it. You know, like when you realize you could do something, it's like holy shit, let me check. I could really do no, that. I was I no, I you it, know? It, it, whenever they added that that other rope, I was I looked like a dolphin in the net. There was no no way <laughs> I can't get out of that. <laughs> so now okay, so I'm gonna have to get some pickup sticks and uh do it because i've been about games recently about some board games i'm trying to get uh you know with there's no school essentially let's not kid ourselves my kid has like a zoom meeting that's an hour long every day of the week except wednesday and of course the weekends so i don't want him rotting away on a computer necessarily you know i don't i don't want to give him free reign to skate around town you know he'll he'll be like selling drugs next month or something it's a rough neighborhood i've been breaking out the the table games the board games so i think i'm gonna introduce some of those i'm gonna call them i'm gonna if it's okay with you i'm gonna introduce them as stupid yeah and look let's face it all right what he's what he's doing right now you know with the whole school thing i mean these these teachers you think in this day and age that that a lot of them would be at least computer literate because they have a, a an iphone or an ipad or whatever no or or they re- or right. they recently they can't graduated. do it. It's like if you put an it's it's like putting it's like putting a foreign object in the hand. They can't, you can't get it together. It's like okay, well, you give them an etch etch a sketch. Yeah, they can draw a Pinocchio. Give them a, a, a an iPad, something to set up a Zoom meeting for for fifteen twenty kids or whatever. It's like I don't get paid to do this. I can't do this. It, it's I mean the first time 
the first time she fired it up and everybody was there. First of all, it's a Zoom meeting with like yeah. 28 kids. And, and they have like a backup teacher. So there's like two teachers, 28 kids. And she was on there speaking for about mm-hmm. a minute and a half before everybody got her to understand that she had herself yeah. on mute. Well, look, so the one teacher was there. She was probably the tech teacher. Then the other teacher was probably, you know, Mrs. Crabapple. <laughs> not a teacher as much as a right, presenter right so uh, yeah gosh. what a state of it, affairs a, we currently live in but anyways a whole generation um, of imbeciles yeah, coming up and, and well at least they're teaching uh snack tray you know maybe snack tray can teach her a thing uh, or two or him I, them, I, I, he already knows here he he already knows to lay low, fly under the radar. Good, and just good. The that's, questions. that's yes. That's you know that that's yeah. day one stuff. That's what I've taught him. They don't don't ruffle mm-hmm. any feathers. Don't be right. that kid. He's somewhat of a class clown kind of in the making, but I try to reel it back in. And now it's called memes. You know, he's like he's like the meme oh. kid. You know, because he likes to do memes. Perfect. But um, no, oh, yeah. But it's a but let's not sugarcoat it. It's the class clown. You yeah. know, is so you don't need to be that. You know, I was never the class clown. I was kind of like the the kid in the class that would say class clown stuff and do class clown stuff, but low key. So there was always somebody getting more attention than I. But I was getting it a depended on the too, class like for me. Bit. Okay, because I could be a class clown in one class, like if. If I had that rapport with that teacher, like Mr. Bacchus in my English class, I was definitely one of the three class clowns. He called me the third most funny person in the class. And I'm like, oh, well, here we go. Game on, you know. <laughs> You're the third funniest guy in here. Oh, here. Oh, so. But yeah, so, uh, so we can get away with that sort of banter in his class. But then we'd go to like a social studies class. Um, me- yeah. Math. There's no, there's no, no room there's for no room for, yeah, there's no room for uh, joking about math because if you skip one day or one, no yeah, two minutes in, in math and you don't get that, that equation up there, you will be lost for the next six weeks. Yeah, or, or in my experience, six yeah, and, and you'll always fail. You'll, you'll never get out of that class alive. Even if you skip one no. day, that's like no. skipping a month in, in math years. You no. can't bullshit math. Yeah, no, that's it, why yeah. I don't like it. Me and Matt. You come don't back, work you together. skip that one day, and it's like, okay, you know, you were on chapter two. Now we're on chapter thirty-six. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute! I just it's just gone one day, and like, oh, we're already into right, right. this over here. I'm like, no, you, no. And he's like, test is on Friday. And I'm like, great. And you can never right, go back right. and learn it yourself. Of course not. It's not. It's right. not designed for that. Nobody has ever done that in so the history of anything. It's, it's. It was just brutal. Brutal. I had an English teacher, Mr. Green, um, God rest his soul, hopefully. Um, he hated me. He literally told my dad on a parent-teacher conference that he hated me. And it wasn't like, oh, I hate that kid. <laughs> you know, like that. Like he hated thing. me because I, it, like, like just, yeah. just hated me. Like, I, I Why? he hated me. Why? What did you and, do? I, well, I, I cut his class all week long. And he had a very formulaic way of every Friday he had a, it was a pop quiz, but we knew it was coming every Friday. 
So I would not cut Friday, ace the quote unquote pop quiz, find out when the test was, you know, we had a couple of big tests, keep cutting school, ace the test. Yeah. And he would have to, he would have to give me an A. Okay. So I've always wondered about this. Okay. Because I would do the same thing in similar situations. Like, okay, this is easy, right? I'm going to go, I'll take the quiz. Boom. I don't have to show up for the whole week or, you know, a couple of days. Right, because like, why am I showing up? You show up so, so you can pass the test. They get if so I can pass the test, you, you know, and it's like, what? It, it, okay, what? What did I just prove here? Did I prove that I know the subject matter as good, if better than you do? Therefore, I don't need to come to your class because you are irrelevant now, and all I got to do is just take the test, <laughs> ace it, and then you got to give me the grade, right? Because even if it's on a curve, based on a curve. You got to give me the A or the B. So it's like, why are you so bent out of shape about it? You are a teacher that has a student that's getting an A. That's going to reflect well on you with the rest of your constituency, your peers. But it's like, why why aren't we all happy? It's like a personal affront to him. It's like, oh, well, you know, so he figures if he doesn't teach you the thing and you still get an A, then he is somehow smited. Well, it casts doubt on his right. level of existence somehow or necessity right. thereof. Like, how how dare you ace a freaking multiple choice test with a reading requirement of like yeah. three grades younger than what you're that, at? That you did you, not you know, how dare you without my assistance. sit in front of me and be in the class as I wagged my finger at the chalkboard saying this, 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 and this. How dare you pass that Ugh. that without I, pass that test without me doing that to you first for hours? I'll tell you, I used to cut. Here, here's the. I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I used to cut school back in at the end of grade school. I would start honestly. I think in the, grade school went to sixth grade where I was and when I was. I think sixth grade I started and it went through middle school. I was cutting school, but I would go home, recoup a little bit. You know, a little morning constitution, uh, maybe watch a little Bob Ross on PBS. And then I would go to the Brooklyn Public Library and I would literally sit in a reference section reading books, reading like almanacs, Hmm. reading encyclopedias. So I was that kid. So, of course, I'm going to come in and an eighth grade or whatever it was, pop quiz on a Friday for a room full of idiots created by a bureaucrat they ain't gonna trip me up come on now come on, like why do we have to pretend and again you know there were the why, classes why do we that we can pretend? do that then there were other classes where it's like you would show up every day still not get it and then all of a sudden teacher brings in you know dion you're 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 right at at about a d right now and i really don't want to send you home with a d because I know what kind of trouble you're going to get into. You know, you're going to, they're going to put you up on a telephone pole in the middle of summer mm. and peel your skin off with a pair of rusty pliers. You know, your parents, if you do this, or right, they're going to make right. you pull weeds in August when it's 118 right. degrees outside, you know, to teach me that lesson, which, right. Sure. But, you, could die. you know, would I get a, another D again? Perhaps, probably. Well, if, if it's meth, definitely. I would say yes. Uh, yeah, they'd bring you in, and and you'd be like, well, okay, you know, just whatever it is, it's I'm not clicking either. I'm not clicking with you. You're not clicking with me, or I'm just not clicking with the subject matter. 
I I I didn't no, click with meth from from the from the time I I really actually liked meth yeah. when it was meth when it right. was like arithmetic when it was like stuff yes. I still used to balance no a checkbook but then but then they started but then they started doing stuff like adding letters yeah. and, and and there were formulas and every you know yeah. everybody knows the drill and 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 I drifted so far away that. In college, I still couldn't get meth. I, I had to take embarrassingly rudimentary meth courses. But that's all you need. You need addition, it. subtraction, and, multiplication, and division, and some fractions. That's really all you need to get by in this world right now. If you could do fractions, you're, as, you're as, cool. The yeah. Fractions, Fine. percentages, so I know yeah. how much I'm saving if Fred Meyer, right. you know. But but look at look at it this way. I couldn't figure out why we couldn't look at it this way and go, look. I promise I'm going to stay securely away from meth. I am not going to pursue a career as a mathematician, yep. as a physicist, any yep. of the hard sciences. I'm out. I yep. promise I'll sign anything. Right. Why do I have to take Ugh. a statistics course that I had to Brutal. fail twice? And the third, the third time, the teacher was so nice, literally, not going to mention any names, probably shouldn't have been done literally gave me the answers mm -hmm. and I still barely passed because she was just so she saw how overwhelmed I was. And she also saw that and this kid's taken, this, this guy's taken a lot of philosophy and history courses pity. and some poli sci. Yeah. I think I'm safe. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm I think I'm safe. I'm, you know, I don't have to be the gatekeeper to the hard, to yeah. the hard sciences on this one. I could let him float through on a B. Oh God. Have I introduced the show yet? I think Dion? we should. We're out of time. We should almost end it, but I don't know what. what how how long are we into this? Powered <clears throat> by Illusione Cigars at IllusioneCigars.com. This is the unofficial and unauthorized Disillusione D program podcast. Thank you for tuning in, Jen the Persons. Make sure to subscribe to. The Capulets Radio portfolio of podcasts, wherever you are currently listening, and wherever excellent podcasts are ignored. Also, visit www.kaplowitz.xyz. I, of course, am Capulets Media. With me is my co host, Dion Giolito. Owner of Illusione Cigars, Illusione Cigars. Deep in flavor, deep in your mind. Find out more at again, illusionecigars.com. We did it. Dion, I threw it to you. You yep. picked it up. I know I know you said you didn't want to do it, but I dig it. I dig it. I, I like it. I am Kaplowitz with me as my co-host. Dion Giolito, owner of Illusione Cigars. All right. Can can you can you can you remove even more soul from your voice? <sighs> When you say that, I I, I feel like I, I feel like the the the, the caller you're trying to reach I'm so... isn't accepting calls at this point. This is the phone of yeah, the I'm over that part of it. All right, I'm glad we pulled that off though. That was good. That was good. So so where are we uh, at? Where do we need to be? Uh, just shooting the shit like usual, Dion. 
just shooting the shit. I mean, we 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 gave listeners at the top of the show, this being the middle of the show, maybe maybe more toward the end. We gave them a little overview of this, a little overview of that, a little backstory into what makes us tick. And that's really what people want to know about when they tune in. This is what they want to hear when they tune into the what, what do they want to know? AD program. And I feel they just want to feel, I think, that they have some type of, uh, if not a kinship, some type of a working like in on the camaraderie with us exactly like maybe not that they have any skin in the game per se but that you know maybe they're just uh they're overhearing us you know we're at the, we're at the we're at we're uh in a booth at a diner yeah and they're, they're eavesdropping over the sons of bitches it makes it puts them in Those a bad sort when you say nosy it like that. Like mind your own business Jesus, what are you going to do with this? Do I have to watch what I say now? You know, this is, this is, yeah, no, maybe it's not like that. But um, yeah, I'm getting a lot more interaction, which is awesome. And you can send those interactions to, um, I guess, capitalismedia at mail.com. And um, yeah, let us know what you think of what we're doing. And uh, where you'd like us to go, and um, why would anybody want to ignore do it that in the first place? That's all I ask. You know, I don't know. It's interesting because I listen to a bunch of podcasts, and I would never, and not to dissuade or throw shade, dissuade or throw shade. I rhymed. I didn't even mean to uh, at our listenership, but I listen to a bunch of podcasts. I would never think to like talk to the guys. They're not human to me. They're just voices in my in, in my cell phone, in, in my headset, mm-hmm. in my earbuds. But frankly, quite I'm quite glad that not everybody is uh, disassociated from the rest of humanity in that way, and people feel like they could drop a line and say hi, and then I could ignore it. It's nice, and the world she keeps us spinning. You know. So yeah, like the the newest thing is tell us like a uh, you know request what, subject matter. You know you'd like us to jibber jabber about subject matter, and um, yeah, I I I, uh, I don't I don't know if I can speak for you or not, Dion, but I reserve the right to ignore all of those. Yeah, but you've picked you've picked one or two up before. I mean, we've picked one or two up, and I think if the person listening. Was if the person recommended that recommended it was listening, they would know. But we don't make a big deal about it, you know. We don't make a big deal about it, and um, yeah. So one thing, not to make a big deal out of it, and I'm going to put you on a spot because you already said you didn't know anything about it. I happen to used to for a minute. I would write about it, and I think that's where this question comes from, because I I, I reviewed teas for a little bit yeah hot tea yeah you're on T-E-A. your own here. well i'll tell you what and i'm gonna stand by this i said this before and i said this during and i'll say this again now the first and foremost thing you have to realize about teas is let me backtrack a second there are dion gentle persons cross-dressers 
And these are typically, uh, we're going to take it from the perspective of a man are you saying, who dresses like a are woman. Are you saying that there all are TV varying, are dressers? Is this where you're going with that? There are varying degrees of this. Some go as far as to get hormonal help to uh, enhance certain things or dehance certain things. Some just uh, like to wear a dress once in a while. Some uh, some don't even try to look feminine. There's a guy that I see uh, downtown all the time here that he has a full beard and he wears a sunflower, like a floral sundress. You know, there's Just all types of cross-dressing. There's also a type... Okay, yeah, exactly. There's also a type of cross-dressing they call, I think it's underdressing, where like you're wearing men's clothes but you're wearing female all right, all right we'll see that's more of my stuff uh, undergarments i can't overtly be okay yeah i mean who doesn't yeah, i can't be who so doesn't think about so that obvious. you know I'm not that person right I, I mean how fun is it to get how fun is it how fun it would be to sit at a cigar shop and all the guys there think you're just a regular guy and you're in a pair of frilly panties just giggling <laughs> to yourself that you're getting away with it Right? Yeah. What a rush. Right. A- anyway, so tea, drinking tea in public is like this form of cross-dressing called underdressing, except you're wearing the frilly panties over top Look, you of gotta your be careful, Especially when you're talking. Tea is, tea is a culture, right? Kingdoms. The United Kingdom was built with tea. I mean, every 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 culture and civilization that they that they colonized, that they went out and imposed their will on, they brought them the gift of tea, right? So the world is essentially a tea drinking world. I mean, there are very few places. I, I mean, I'm a coffee guy, but you know, us, Italy, uh, Turkey, you know, there's a few other places probably that are that are like more like coffee culture but the world by and large is a tea culture gotcha. so be very careful you know i mean tea, it's a very very uh touchy subject here but that being said i do admire tea enough that i took time to write about it for an extended period of time i dabbled in reviewing teas so you know fight me but there is a very much an aspect of wearing frilly panties over a pair of 501. I don't see the correlation in T. And the th- it's 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 kind of it's kind of a little bit of a femi thing. That's all I'm saying. But then again, you get the British tea, the builders mm-hmm. tea. You know builders tea? PNG strong black PNG. tea, yeah. usually in Assam with some exactly that kind of thing. And, you know, you put a bunch of sugar and a bunch of milk in it and you get builder's tea. And that's good stuff. And, and the problem that I had personally with tea is the, I don't want to say the, the Japanese, the Chinese, that culture. I love the British tea culture. I love that. But it's kind of hard to review teas with, cream and, with milk and sugar in them. So I, I, you get the loose leaf and you get the, the oolong, you get the pu'er and you go to town on a, a very, you wind up with a very Asian feel that 
honestly nothing against it. It's just not my preferred aesthetic. And I am very big into aesthetics. So I can never get all the way into it. Because really, at the end of the day, what I wanted in my tea was a big black Irish breakfast kind of tea, maybe a British breakfast with milk well, and that's sugar the big, in it. That's and the big lunky American talking about. Right? I mean, in other societies like the the Pacific Rim, Asia Pacific Rim and 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 you know, Japan, it's been elevated to a level of art. The whole process. And that's the thing, but it's so it's so and let's talk about that writ large for a second, because Japan in particular, they 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 codify and ritualize everything to such an extent. It's like it's an it's an OCD sufferer's dream. Follow the steps is what it is. I don't know if you and if you and if, oh yeah. my god yeah. or you're or doing you or all you have to throw it out throw it out bravely brought um what sort I'm looking for uh dishonor on your host to gen yeah to generations of my host yeah. unt untold generations and you know at the end of the day the interesting thing is I love tobacco. It's been my 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 drug of choice since high school when everybody else was getting stoned. I love to the the culture. I love cigars. I tolerate pipes. You know that's what it is. But um, I just there's a mm -hmm. lot. I mean, they're both leaves. Tea, tobacco, it's leaves. Uh, Maduro, oolong. You you bruise the tea mm -hmm. leaves to over ripen them. You know, so there's a lot of stuff going on that's very similar. Davidoff, no, wasn't a coffee guy. I think he they sell coffee guy, but he and now, uh, but let he me tell you something guy. again. Not uh, about as much as I know about tea can fit inside of a thimble. Um, he, yeah, he's or, 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 that's, or that's, that's a lot of tea more. knowledge right there. But Zeno Davidoff was a, a very, one. very big fan of the pairing of green tea with uh, cigars. And it was great because my first shop. Was it green tea? Wait, what? Hold on. Was it, it was um, green I tea? I didn't know now, that. It could have been. So it was either in Zeno Davidoff's book. Right. I British, you know, black. British tea. Right. But. Okay, so that being said, I don't know if he said it or if Paul Germerian said it. You know, they essentially wrote the same book, right? Paul Germerian just came along a little later uh, and did his thing. You're right, you're and right. instead, you know, scratched out right. Zeno Davidoff's name and put <laughs> his under it. And, and boom, you know, published the <laughs> book. But, so uh, it, the, the cool thing about it, when I had my original shop, you know, before I moved over here years ago, uh, there was this great Japanese restaurant called Kyoto. And Dorothy... Um, uh, a gal by the name of Dorothy owned this place. Killer food, um, little tiny sushi bar, but they would always like. So if I came in in the morning, you know, they had like those little low profile uh, uh, hot teapots that were just like rocket hot. So she would make me some green tea, and I would, you know, take it over to my work. You know, before I opened it up, I'd plop it down and I'd have my little, you know, traditional teacup there, and I would have my cigar in the morning with my green tea. It's killer, and it's hmm. only because of Zeno Davidoff reading that book. And I still think to one of the, you know, to this day, one of the best pairings, probably if not the best pairing, because they, they, they parallel so well in flavors and 
uh, aromas is tea and tobacco, you know, tea and cigars. I love it. It's, it's, it's a great, great pairing. I, I will say one thing for it. And I've said this before too. I actually think it's a hard, it's a harder pairing, but if yeah. you get it right, it's, it's a better pairing than coffee. Coffee is coffee. It could be filed under the umbrella of kind of on the nose. It's a little too on a nose a lot of times with cigars because they both have such very similar tasting notes that why you're really doing this. You're, you're not getting any, you're not. See, but sometimes I don't want that. And, 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 and like coffee will do that coffee, a big strong cup of coffee can probably kind of get in the way of a uh, delicate uh, cigar with some nuance. Whereas tea merely just, you know, holds its hand and takes a nice autumn walk. With the cigar, how is it for a pal? How is it for a palate cleanser? No, I, don't, I don't think about a nice that. Yeah, tea. I, I Have really you ever don't tried think about that? No, there are other things that I'll, that I'll do to cleanse my palate. Uh, generally, it's not my pairing that cleanses the palate. You know, you you want them to again to take that nice little mm. autumn walk. You know, ah. down down the little path. It's yep. a little. It's a little chilly, but you're still okay. And like. You like, got some fall like colors. The like tea is enjoying the walk. The weather. cigar is enjoying the walk. You know, the tea isn't trying to push the cigar into the lake. You know, ha 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 ha. You know, the cigar isn't trying to, you know, to to trip the tea as they're walking <laughs> into a bum camp. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no wacky. There's hygiene. no hygiene. It's just a there's nice, no pleasant walk in the countryside. And 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 I'll give you this uh, on first blush. When you if you're not if if you're new to tea, not you, you don't. There's a lot of flavors, but not a lot of flavor. There's a lot going on, but it's very it's all very subtle. So if you're coming over from coffee to tea, you're gonna think, wow, somebody put some uh, some leaves, some grass from my yard, and some so what you'll water. find. And yes, exactly. And, and, and you know, so what you'll find, and, and I've been guilty of it too, and I'm sure you have as well, is if you've been a coffee drinker for a long time and you see, you know, like when I was in college, you know, you don't have a lot of money or whatever. And you see, oh, you know, this black tea, you know, strong black tea or whatever. It's like, oh, man, this is like it's like 100 packets for like 99 cents. You know, so what do you do? You get that. <laughs> and then the first cup you make, you you let it steep in there a little bit. You, you drink it. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's good. But, you know, you want that strength. You want that coffee strength. So you put two tea bags in there. And then when you take the bags out of there, you squeeze right, right, them. Right. You squeeze all the life and get everything. Yeah. Into I love there. it. Now it's a I strong cup it. of tea, yeah. right? But usually yeah. after that cup of tea, you're just buzzing. You're humming because there's so much caffeine now that you're, you're, you're lit up. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah, because what it really people oh. think uh, tea has less caffeine. The actual product it, it tends to be at least as much as coffee. Like a coffee bean and a yep. tea leaf will have the same amount. It's just the way they're brewed that dilutes a lot of it with the tea. And you could amp it up in different ways of brewing oh. the coffee. But if you're squeezing out your it's, tea bags, double Game dosing over. on your tea bags, ooh, it's going to get you there. Heart palpitations, sweat. It's going to get you there. And, and, until you enter the world of loose yeah. tea, you really never knew tea. You really, it, it, not in an envelope, you know, not with a string attached to it. Real loose leaf tea. 
And honestly, having written about that, having written about coffee, having, of course, written about, you know, reviewing in a review capacity, in a critical capacity, cigars, all these things, wine, really, as far as nuance, as far as complexity, as far as subtleties, as far as really hard to fucking write about, tea is up there with wine. It really is. And and there's and in the world of wine, there's tannins, and in the world of tea, there's astringency. They hit you very similarly. It's very whiny. It's and really, it's quite it's lovely. Very high and tone. who doesn't like to feel pretty once in a while? High church. It's very high church. It's very high tone. It's, it's very high. Yes. It's very it's hoity. Yes. Yes. And um, do I miss writing about it? Not in particular. I put that away for a little bit. There just there's not really a lot of call for tea reviews. But um, like I said, I think the person who asked about it probably picked up that I reviewed teas for a while. And, you know, thanks for reading them. I can't say much more are going to come out of those. I don't know what to do with them. They don't fit at the cigar site, the coffee site, or the wine site. But I do still occasionally enjoy a cup of tea. And, and really, it's kind of, of coffee, cigars, uh, tea, everything else I wrote about. Tea is newest to me because not very long ago, um, I, it was, well, actually, it was like 10 years ago now. I was dating this girl, this woman, pardon. And she came over to my crib, to my house, to my apartment at the time. And um, I asked her if she wanted coffee or tea, and she said tea. And I said, um, oh, okay. You know, and she goes, what kind of tea do you have? And I knew so, so little about tea. It's like one of these things that stick in your craw. Like I, I, I dated this she was girl sizing a couple you, other she times. She was just sizing never you a up. serious thing. For some reason, this sticks yeah. in my craw. And I felt so bad, Dion. She was expecting me to go. Well, I have, uh, I have, I have an oolong from from this and this. Yeah. Oh, do you I have look some at her and I go, I think I have Lipton, and I'll and I'll, and I'll show you. <laughs> I think I have Lipton, is what I said, and uh, we saw each wow, other a couple, a couple more, more times, times than I thought uh, would have uh, happened. Fizzled out. Yeah, I I think we kind of uh, we kind of knew it was over at the point. Like if after the, the tea if incident, it was pretty away, much I think over. I, have there. Lipton. She was just, I think it's lifted. Like, yeah. it, it was all downhill from there. But you don't you don't have to make a big scene and say, "Hey, look, um, I don't think this is working out. Let's just cut our ways." You know, well, you the reason why she did was she was probably looking. She was looking for the grip. You know, she's like, "What does this guy have to offer me?" Because he clearly doesn't have tea to offer me. surely i must have been attracted to him for some reason nobody likes to be wrong you know there's a my 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 spidey senses must have tingled she was giving you the benefit of the doubt some good okay he's a savage he does he has lipton instead of the tea that i'm looking for so but maybe maybe there's a, a redeeming quality that i've just overlooked that the the tea thing is blinding my judgment on this guy here so i'll i'll give him another chance right I, I I mean I, I could have said I think I have a white tea like I, I I could have said anything but I didn't have it I had Lipton 
but I totally misunderstood I got a nice, I got a nice what she was sizing me up for or as or with. I got, <laughs> does the lady prefer orange pico? As a, oh, geez. But uh, yeah, that that's my tea journey. And I, I and really I do crave tea once in a while, but it's never Usually in the morning. I still need my coffee in the morning. It's almost it's what exactly it's when I'm sick. It's what it, I crave ramen and tea when I'm sick. Chicken ramen and tea. That's my sick food. And um at night sometimes. If I had like a big, big dinner or if I had like a cigar and I want something with it, but I don't yeah. want to make coffee. I don't want to drink more Maybe wine. A nice I don't want to peppermint you know, dream do anything. tea you go to because. <laughs> oh, I can't. St- I'm such a I'm such a snobby purist. We've talked about this before, but I'm sorry. Herbal tea is not tea. If it doesn't have a tea leaf in it. It's not tea. But you can't go to and bed on, has on the tea, tea leaf. leaf in it. The don't tea put leaf other will shit in it. Keep you up. You'll be staring at the ceiling, grinding your teeth if you drink the tea. Right, your tooth. My tea. My t- my teeth. That was clever alliteration. And and on that note, I'm gonna go and I think I'm gonna not make a cup of tea. I think I'm gonna make some more coffee. I'm gonna smoke a Good cigar and uh, I'm gonna have me a day. Amazing. I, I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one. <laughs>